Hey guys, let's talk about one of the coolest standard features on my Rivian R1T. When I went out into my Rivian R1T this morning, I was greeted by low tire pressure warnings. But I don't have to go to a gas station and pump a bunch of quarters into their air compressor and hope that it works. That's because all Rivian vehicles come standard with an onboard air compressor. Now, who knew that? Uh, Rivian. Uh, Rivian about to build electric vehicles in our neck of the woods. I'm already seeing some up and down the roads of Athens. Uh, Rivian trucks, Rivian SUVs, and yeah, every single one of them has the built-in air compressor. Cool feature. Uh, cool story, and you read it on our website at WGAURadio.com. The bottom line is this, another legal hurdle cleared. Uh, there has been opposition. The plans for Rivian on a couple thousand acres, a $5 billion investment, an automobile assembly plant, are projected to employ upwards of 7,500 workers when it's all built out over the next couple, three years. Uh, folks have been opposing this and challenging this in court. But now comes word of yet another legal victory for Rivian. Essentially this, and we have a lawyer who will step us through what all this means, but a judge has validated a bond, a bond arrangement. That'll, of course, clear the way for much of the funding for the project here. Uh, talking about this, and, and, and he'll say, representing uh, the state in some of the conversations here, the legal conversations, Andrew Capizzuto, General Counsel for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. Andrew Capizzuto, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks for having me, Tim. Now, I, I know going in, I, I, I'm liable to stumble into some questions here, and you'll give me the answer that, well, I can't speak to that because of some ongoing legal concerns and your role in all of this. Certainly understand, and, and feel free to, to just slap back on any questions I shouldn't be asking or questions you shouldn't be answering. But let's start by defining some terms here. Validating a bond, as folks can read this at WGAURadio.com. In the legal sense of the word, I mean, there's an intuitive sense of what that means. But legally speaking, what does that tell us? Sure. So it means that uh, a court has given an order uh, judicially approving um, a bond, right? In this case, for Rivian, these bonds are not the traditional uh, mechanisms through which you would think would, would provide funding or financing. Here, they're a vehicle to afford property tax abatement. So in Georgia, we don't have a, a statutory mechanism to do property tax abatement. Instead, there is a legal transaction that takes place where an asset is transferred, ownership of an asset is transferred to a tax-exempt entity, such as a development authority. Um, as part of that process, uh, there are bonds issued, but they don't provide, they often don't provide any form of financing. The, the Rivian would be the issuer and the holder of the bond. It'll take assets and transfer those assets to development authority. The development authority is tax-exempt. It does not pay property taxes. The development authority then leases that asset back to Rivian, and that's what we were seeking to have validated by uh, Superior Court in uh, in Georgia here. And the judge says yes. That as as convoluted as it might sound, that yes is the process that that does pass legal muster here. Uh, and we're talking about a joint development authority. There is one in place here. It's the Joint Development Authority of Jasper, Morgan, Newton, and Walton counties, and they've issued a statement uh, thanking the judge, moving expeditiously on this. What does this mean for Rivian moving forward? Uh, how does this expedite? I would imagine it does. Uh, Rivian plans here. What does it do by way of moving the ball down the field for them? Yeah, it's a it's a big it's a big win. Um, so this is part of one of the things that the state and the Joint Development Authority marketed as a potential incentive to Rivian. So in consideration for them coming here and building the facility, 
the local community offered a property tax abatement. Um, these, you know, approval of these property tax abatements is, is usually pretty rubber stamp. Um, here we had a group who sought to intervene, and, you know, we uh, fought a long, hard court battle over the last year. We were ultimately successful. So for Rivian, they're going to realize all the property tax savings that uh, the, the JDA initially offered. And so, yes, we, we expect this to accelerate uh, Rivian's, you know, uh, timeline for development. And we are currently in the process of finishing some grading on the site, and we anticipate Rivian starting construction in the coming months. Again, Andrew Capizzuto with us, General Counsel for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. Uh, tell me, as you, if you can and as you can, the role of the Economic Development Department in all this. What, what's, what's, the, what's the role you folks are playing? So our role as it pertains to the state of Georgia, we're, we're the state's marketing arm. Um, and one of the things that we do is we go out and we recruit uh, businesses to come uh, locate or expand in Georgia. So we've got a team of project managers that uh, follow up and generate leads. And, you know, through those leads, our goal is to bring businesses to the state of Georgia. And successfully so in this case. How did we, if you can step us through maybe some of the history here, how did Rivian get on Georgia's map? Okay, we go out and market the state, and then we, we hear things through whatever grapevines are out there. Hey, there's this electric automobile manufacturing facility. They're going to look to build SUVs, and they're looking for a place, and Georgia might be a place. How did all this come to pass? Yeah, so Rivian, a lot of times companies will issue RFIs or RFPs. So they'll kind of put together a proposal um, to, and they'll issue them to various states that they might be interested in, you know, determining whether uh, opportunities and site locations exist. In this case, there was one issue to Georgia. We responded to that. And then over probably the next 9 to 12 months, we just continued to meet with and court and recruit Rivian. It involved a lot of work from our department and from the governor, uh, and other elected officials within the Joint Development Authority in those counties. Um, ultimately, we were successful in, um, you know, getting Rivian to reach an agreement to locate here in Morgan and Walton counties. And I'm guessing not your first rodeo with this, Andrew Capizzuto. And, and listen, over the course of all this, and this has been going on close to a couple of years, and we have talked with and heard from some of the folks who, who on the other side of this judicially, some of the folks who, who file the litigation, and will continue to look, I'm sure, for ways to challenge this, although it looks as though they're starting to run out of, of avenues to oppose this in a legal sense of the word. Uh, you've probably seen this play out in other cases and in other places. Uh, when opposition like this arises from the community level, from the local level, sometimes uh, more strenuous opposition in some places than in others. As a general rule, what 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 does that do uh, to the process? Uh, it, it, sometimes these folks will succeed, sometimes they won't. But in terms of a company like Rivian, okay, well, wait a minute, this is just too much pushback, we'll go somewhere else. I know that probably has happened in some instances. Uh, what does it generally do to get that kind of community opposition stirred up and, and you're having to respond to it? Well, I, I think in Georgia, it, it tends to be rare. Um, here, I think we just had, you know, unique circumstances with a group uh, who did not want development in, in and around their community. Uh, more often than not, though, the state of Georgia is going to take the lead from the local community. Uh, and even here, uh, we had a local community who had developed a joint, uh, they created a joint development authority. They had created a uh, revenue sharing arrangement amongst all the local counties and municipalities. And we had, in fact, been marketing the site where Rivian is going to locate uh, for, for quite some time. 
Um, so I would say in Georgia, we, we tend to follow the community's lead. I mean, we don't want to locate a project where a community doesn't want it. And, and here, you know, I think you've got a, a very small group that is opposed. I think if you went out into the broader community, um, you know, you have the vast majority of business owners and, and residents and citizens are of the Rivian project. Uh, they realize that it's going to bring tremendous opportunity in the form of jobs for their families and for their children. Uh, and long term, it's going to have a very positive impact on on their community. Yeah, you know, I, I'm reminded of we kind of had the same conversation in Athens with Caterpillar some years back, and I don't remember any kind of significant pushback from the community on that. And once the announcement was made, uh, the shovel hit dirt, and off we went with that one. And, and all these years later, folks still cranking out those excavators there in Bogart. Uh, we can give you, or I can, just rattle off the big numbers off the top of my head here, the $5 billion investment, the 2000 acres, the 7,500 jobs that are projected here. What can you tell us by way of economic impact beyond those headline numbers? What's this really going to mean when we really get up and running with the Rivian production? Yeah, it's going to be tremendous. So, you know, Rivian's committed to $5 billion and 7,500. I, I think at the end of the day, those numbers will be even higher, um, especially when you take into consideration suppliers. So these, will, these are companies that will provide parts, and other things that will ultimately go into the Rivian vehicles. But what we've seen with Hyundai, who who is a little bit ahead of Rivian right now, but their suppliers uh, have located in and around the the broader region, um, you know, along the coast there. And we've had over 12 projects there for suppliers, and and that that is bringing another four to 5,000 jobs for Hyundai. And so in the context of Rivian, I anticipate that we will see the same thing. Um, as they start building their facility, we'll start to see suppliers locating so that they can service uh, the Rivian plant. And, you know, that we'll also see a tremendous impact in, you know, on local communities and small businesses who are already benefiting from, you know, Rivian being there. Um, so local business and small business owners will undoubtedly see an increase in whatever their business may be doing, whether it's uh, a realtor or a restaurant or uh, in construction. All that stuff should see an uptick as a result of Rivian's location. And help me out again with the timeline. Let's go on this one now. You're telling us they're already clearing some of the land, grading some of the land out there. Then this latest ruling from this judge that validates the bond agreement uh, going to expedite all this. But but give us some sense of the timeline. Next year beyond, what are we talking about before the first car rolls off the assembly line? Yeah, so we're about 90% done grading the site right now. We, intend, we uh, anticipate finishing in the next couple of months, depending upon the weather. It's been raining almost every day here in Georgia, as I'm sure you know. Um, but from there, we anticipate Rivian starting uh, sometime in the next few months. I think they're still trying to finalize their construction schedule uh, probably sometime, if I had to guess, later this year or early Q1 of next year. From there, uh, probably about 18 to 24 months, I think the goal is still to have the first uh, Rivian roll off of the line sometime in late 25 or early 26. Wow. Andrew Capizzuto, again, General Counsel for the Georgia Department of Economic Development. Thanks for your time this morning. I appreciate you having me on.